You're listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not-too-distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MST3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odds says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Gizmonic Institute's radio. Hey. Hey, man. Hey, hey bud. Hey, how's, how's it going? What's shaking there, dude? It's... Uh, Nothing? Space? Yeah, I know. know. It goes on forever. Yeah, I made some jello this morning. I mean, we we don't have any flavor for it. It was just the uh the gelatin just, packets. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I noticed and don't think don't think I don't appreciate the flavorless um gelatin cubes that you left yeah. in the galley. Mm-hmm. Um they're they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Well you you asked me what was shaking and I was trying to make it make a joke that oh. the, Oh, I'm sorry. It's just oh, my brain. You know, I've solved this Rubik's cube like eight times now. In fact, I'm trying to see how random I can make it, but I always end up solving it. Hmm. Yeah. I there it is again. Well, yeah, it, that's still imp- impressive. That's, yeah. No, but I, that's not my intent. So you um, you want me to uh, mix it up for you? Yeah, here. No, no, take it by all means. Okay. Please. Yeah, this will uh, this will kill some time. Okay. Oh, look at the colors fly. Yeah. Look, oh, wow. They're everywhere. That's what I've been trying to do. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. Well, so nothing really happens on the yeah. ship normally, does it? Well, it. I. I feel like. This this may be my fault, Seth, and I feel like I need to apologize. But no, by all means, please go ahead. Last time we recorded an audio log, yeah, those guys showed up, the Smile Brigade, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, How could I forget? You know, I I got a little angry. I'm not gonna lie, got a little uh, upset. I that, I, uh, I kind of noticed your ire was raised. Yeah, every time we're doing audio log, something weird happens. Yep. You know, somebody radios us, does something. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I talked to Nolbot a little bit, yep. and uh, I had him make a couple modifications to our ship. Um, okay. I had him uh, put in a uh, incoming broadcast jammer. You oh. know, to uh, jam all incoming broadcasts. That way, no one can uh, you know ring us unless we oh, you know, ring them. So the name. Is what it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I called it anyway. I mean, it was uh, it was a couple things from the kitchen. There was uh-huh. a, some springs, some uh, you know electrodes. I don't know why we had electrodes in our kitchen. Uh, and then uh, I also had him. Uh, this was something I cooked up uh, when I was in the bath. Um, a, a pretty advanced multi-level cloaking field around our vessel. Mm-hmm. You know, that way we don't get uh, boarded by, you know, your passing sandwich invasion <laughs> army or, you know, Smile Brigade. Or... Mm-hmm. And then uh, I uh, didn't think that was going to be quite good enough, so I had him uh, cook up a little bit of uh, other jamming software so we wouldn't get bo- bothered by the Smile Brigade guys. You know, like it's going to uh, jam our emotions from you know, our thoughts, our brainwaves, everything from just kind of escaping the whole of this ship. Oh, so like a tinfoil hat. Kind of, but a giant tinfoil hat made for a spaceship. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. So much tinfoil. Yeah, but I got I got my idea from your uh, Wednesday tinfoil hat parties. Right. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. They're fancy. Uh, by, by, the, by the way, next week is uh, uh, south of the border. It's a Mexican tinfoil sombrero party. Oh, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to have flavorless gelatin burritos. Foil de mayo. Yum, yum. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so... Anyway, I had him uh, do all those things, and we haven't been bothered since the, the Smile Brigade. And the first couple of days, it was great. And now it's kind of grating on me. You know, you were... I, I gotta say, wow. Yeah. This is kind of the worst thing. Um, yeah, I... 
man, because there's no books to read. No. Or, um, like, ship logs are great. Well, and normally after something, you know, almost life-ending happens, we have some time to sort of hang out. Yeah. We talk about it. Uh, decompress. Yeah, we talk about it for, you know, several days. days. Yeah. And days and days. We haven't had much to talk about. Oh, oh, oh. This. You know what I saw the other day? Uh, what's that? A star. But oh. It, but it was uh, a slightly different size than the other billions of stars that we see. Oh. Mm-hmm. Closer or further away? I don't know. Maybe it was further away but bigger. Maybe it was in a galaxy. Oh, my God. That would be yeah, we need to have more conversations like this. Although <sighs> I feel like this one may already be over. I'm forcing it. Yeah, I, I've got yeah. nothing else to say. Nebula. I really don't know that that's much about space. No, I don't know anything about space. It's unfortunate. I, although I have learned quite a bit um, in my downtime here, at least enough to be able to construct a uh, multi-layered uh, cloaking field in the bath. Well, yeah, but that goes without saying. I mean, it's literally all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> That's that's all. It's just just smoking. Is that what I smelled? Yes. Yeah. I was. Uh, you you got you got to make those mirrors somehow. But I, I just, I'm sorry that I may have put us in a position to where we're already alone out here in space, and now we're really alone because well, no one. I'm I'm not giving up hope because you know okay. why? Because today today's an audio log day. Oh yeah, it's so true. I, I had forgotten because the days have just well, blended they blend together. into one. Of course, it's the problem when you don't have sunrises and sunsets. But okay. what are you going to do? But however, I, I'm I'm holding out hope. I'm, I I I feel like something wacky is going to happen. Some character is going to come through that door right there. <sighs> I thought that was something. And now it comes because it's, it's a fake out. Nope. Nope. Wow. Hey, what what if he instead uh, calls us up on the comm right oh, now? Oh, oh, oh. No, mm, no, no, nothing. Hello there, chaps. Oh, you. No, oh, sorry, that was, that was just me. That was just you. Yeah. <sighs> trying to. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you know, and I'm really regretting that we threw away those uh, paper lunch bag puppets that we made. Yeah, we should have never let uh, Doctor Odd rest in peace bully us into thinking that uh, those weren't mature enough. Well, you know, I gotta say I'm kind of to blame. Yeah, I, we'll never need to play with these puppets. We have so many exciting and zany things happening out here in space. That's these puppets true. are just childish, and they're chafing on my forearm a little bit because mm-hmm. they. Hi, are. I'm Doctor Odd. I don't think it's healthy mentally for you to have to brush the hair of that puppet a hundred times before you go to sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, and it's just glued on yarn anyway. Where did you guys get those googly eyes? I didn't put mm-hmm. googly eyes on the ship. I know it, but yeah. No, well, there's did. a locker full of googly. But there's eyes. a locker yeah. full of googly eyes, right? So maybe we could do something with that. What? Oh my gosh! Oh, that sounds fun. Hey. You've got the Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. Googly-eyed Rubik's Cube. Ooh. That would make it hard to spin. It, but it would make it fun. Yes. It would make it look like a fly, perhaps. The Rubik's Cube is watching you try mm-hmm. to solve it. That's, that's creepy. And, I, well, the, the yeah, I guess it is kind of creepy because there is the chance that when we do solve it, without any forethought, we could end up with it having actually a lazy googly eye. Ooh, what if we put the googly eyes on it and some sort of space radiation turns it into a sentient Rubik's Cube? Ooh, I, I hope, I hope, I hope. Ooh, and then it then it could like have to we have to solve it before uh Explodes! Oh or yeah, or it may it turns us in all into different colors. Or 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 it turns us into sandwiches. Yeah. Mm. And then it Man, tries this to is this us. is something I think we need to try. I think so. Okay. Do but first, you have any glue sticks? I do have some glue sticks here okay. in my tool belt because I have I'm a gonna, glue gun. I have a let me let me go real quick and grab okay. a handful of googly eyes. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Was, the locker was very close. <laughs> um, I think that we should glue these on this Rubik's cube while yes. we do our audio log. It'll oh be my like gosh. kind of a, a quilting circle. Best of idea. Old. Best idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we back do in an assembly line. Colonial times. Yes. Yeah, where they glued uh, googly eyes in their Rubik's cubes. Right. 
Yeah. That's what they used to do. Betsy Ross glued 50 googly eyes in a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. That's and how the American would, flag was created. Yeah, then they would, like, suppress the Irish. Mm-hmm. Which we're not going to do. Yeah, and not pay for tea, I right. think. And, yeah. American history, we want free tea. Free tea and googly eyes. <laughs> yep. Just like our forefathers. Yeah, that's what it said there on that flag. There was the rattlesnake, well, and it said free tea and googly eyes. Have you ever looked at the back of a dollar bill? Yeah. It's right there. That yeah. pyramid. There's a googly eye on the <laughs> on pyramid. The pyramid. <laughs> The all-seeing googly eye. <laughs> this is going to be a great project, creating our own all-seeing googly eye. Hooray! <laughs> I'm so glad I'm a Freemason. Yeah. <laughs> you, this is something we should talk about, too. I did not know that about you. Well, you know, it's a secret society, so... Hmm? Yeah, I guess All you had to probably... do was shake my hand, you could have found out. Mm. I guess the, uh, the all-seeing googly eye on your lapel should have told me that. Oh, you heat up the glue gun. Okay. We'll start talking about Catalina Caper. Excellent. Okay. Let's I do like it. This. All right. All right, so let's talk about uh, Season 2, Episode 4, Catalina Caper. One okay. of my uh, favorite episodes of MST3K. Excellent. It's a perfect type of movie to riff on. It's a goofy teenage romp Yep. In, on a beach. Harmless fun. Yes. Completely dumb. Except for that knife fight. The underwater <laughs> right. knife fight. The underwater knife fight. Which it's, gave it an air of legitimacy. Yeah. The underwater knife fight is considerably more harmless fun than the uh, miscarriage tragedy from Untamed Youth. The yeah. last teenage romp movie we watched. Right. And that is actually the name of my um, uh, emo punk new age band, Underwater Knife Fight. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Is there a little bit of chiptune element in there? A little bit. Just okay. a little bit. I like it. We don't want to saturate it, overdo it, you know. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's do some backstory on this episode first. So uh, the the pre commercial segment, um, bots are saying their prayers to a higher power. Yes. Uh, they're asking for the higher power's blessing for all kinds of fictional robots like R two D two and Data uh, and, and Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. And Lol. Yes. Uh, Data's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> that he made for one episode. Yeah, it was it was a really nerdy intro. Yeah. And it of course. Great. They don't want to. They, 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 they put up a little bit of a stink. But Joel mm-hmm. makes them ask the higher power to bless Tweaky, the, that, that robot from Buck Rogers. Yep. I still don't know what that is, but uh, apparently uh, uh, all robots hate it. Uh, beady, beady, beady. What's up, Buck? <laughs> that sounds like a great robot. Uh, he was, he was kind of weird looking. Yeah. So. All right. Well, they cut to commercial and come back, and uh, the prayers continue. Um, and Dr. Forrester says he does not want them to pray uh, for them. He wants to pray to them. Yep. Because Joel is making the bots pray for the mad scientists. Yes. Which is, you know, it's very nice of Joel. Yeah, it, it makes you like Joel a whole lot. because you know, He's just yeah. a nice guy. Well, he just is, you know. Yeah. Well, they dive right into the invention exchange, and the mads go first. Mm-hmm. A little unusual. Changing things up a little bit. They're wearing uh, tank tops, which are literally... Uh, the turrets from military tanks worn as the top half of their wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, it's the latest in fashion artillery. They shoot out um, explosions and everything. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool, actually. And uh, TV's Frank does those weird noises he likes to make, which I love. <laughs> He's like, beach blanket, bingo, go, bingo, go. Yes. Yeah, it's That's weird. where he really shines. Yeah. That's why they call him TV's Frank. Right. It's because of those things that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is one of those, uh, and and I I love it because uh, when when you when you have an invention exchange that is so iconic, because that clip is used in the intro. In oh the, yeah, it is. The uh, yeah the opening theme uh, for the show. It's like the, it's like the demon dogs in the first season. Right. Like you saw those in the intro, and you're like, oh, you know, oh yeah, this that's from that segment. Yeah, this is the same thing. Those they turn and they fire the the tank tops in the during the uh, theme song every show. Mm-hmm. And, so yeah, here this is uh, this is one of those. Mm-hmm. So well, yep. Joel's invention he he took something evil and made it fun. The yeah. tickle tickle bazooka. When a normal tickle just isn't enough. Basically, it's a, a weaponized feather duster. <laughs> uh, yeah. The highest setting, of course, is the mirth mortar, which just basically sprays feathers all over the target. Uh, he, yeah, he blasts Crow with it. Mirth ensues. Are feathers hilarious? I I think they are. 
Okay. I don't know why though, because it's literally like the like the the covering of a of a dead animal. Yeah, or a living animal if the feathers are. Well, well I, I guess, guess you could pluck it, but that makes it more cruel. Yeah, if they're <laughs> that alive. Would, that'd be painful, I'd imagine. But yeah, feathers funny. Like if yeah. you if you if you shot fur at somebody, it's just it's terrible. I if someone yeah, because you'd be like shooting like the like the the sweepings from a barber shop at somebody right and that's just like, gross that's disgusting i don't and and feathers get everywhere mm. like you could be allergic to the feathers and you know, it would make you sneeze you know what it is though yes at night people put, rest their head on on a, on a feather pillow unless you're allergic to feathers like um, me well but does it, do you ever rest your head on a pillow full of barbershop trimmings no, that would be disgusting. That would be disgusting. See, feathers, fine. Um, hair, gross. Yeah. The, well, the only thing I use my barbershop trimmings for is to make this my awesome hair sweater. Oh, it is so soft, and it's full of color. I don't know yeah. where you get those auburn highlights, but they are beautiful. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I have my sources. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever seen the, uh, the, the kids' movie Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme? Uh, I don't believe so. Is that the one with the woman from The Shining? Shelley Duvall, yes. Yeah. Then, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Little Richard, and, yeah. <laughs> Who's in this movie, by the way? Yes, he is in Catalina Caper. But there, there's a scene where the uh, the uh, protagonist of the movie gets captured in uh, Little Richard's dungeon. And <laughs> Which is a these, real thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And these guys uh, show up with feathers, and they tickle his armpits, and he wouldn't stop laughing. And I, I never understood <laughs> why feathers are ticklish. I don't... I don't either. I and uh, it's just like in old cartoons when they wanted to make somebody sneeze, they would just tickle a feather under their nose. Yeah, I feel like the feather mythos went a long way into making Joel's uh, invention, yeah, uh, legitimate. I'm looking forward to an invention where he uses alum to make somebody's head shrink, like yeah, in the old cartoons. or make their mouth close up so they have to drink with a straw. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, yeah, the Tickle Bazooka, everybody. <laughs> tickle Bazooka! Yeah. Let's go to the right. first segment. Uh, the bots Sweet. won an explanation in the 1960s. Uh, Joel apparently was a child at the time. Yeah. Uh, I guess born in 1960 because he said he was nine years old when Woodstock happened. So Woodstock okay. was yeah. 1969. Joel happily obliges. He, he explains basically the 60s, and it kind of sounded to me at this time uh, like a pitch for Mad Men. He's like, hey, oh. everybody was smoking, and you ate steak and had a Manhattan for breakfast. And, and dangerous kids' toys. Yeah, they had uh, points on them, and they were made of stainless steel and asphalt. And, yeah, but then it, it just kind of spirals down into Joel lamenting the low point of his childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was a good yeah. segment, I would say. Yeah, did you notice that there was a rifter in this movie that they referenced back to that? I did not. Where uh, where Joel was, you know, he did the thing where he mimics one of the characters. He's like, oh, kid just beat me up when I was a kid. And uh, and, and Tom turns to him and goes, oh, really? And, he, and Joel's like, no, no, the guy on the screen. <laughs> Man, that's, yeah. that's poor situational awareness on my part. I apologize. Yeah. Sorry, it was a, it was a good riff. Yeah, it was. Not, not the best. You didn't you didn't by by not picking up on it. You didn't miss yeah, that well, much. But now you know. And, and knowing is half the battle. Yep. All right. So the uh, second segment, um, Servo sings like a, a doo-wop song about the creepy girl Katarina yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I and, uh, don't really feel like the song really fit the era of 1967. Yeah. That was more of like a late 50s sort of doo-wop thing. But hey. No biggie, you know? More Kevin Murphy's Platinum Pipes, so... True. And also, uh, as someone who dabbled in writing music back when we were were on Earth, I know that a doo-wop song is kind of one of the easiest songs to write. Oh. It's kind of the same chord progression. It's slow, and you repeat a lot of words. Oh, so it's like a Green Day song. Very Uh, easy to write, and the chord progression is the same. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That was just me... Making, taking a low shot at Green Day, I'm sorry. Sure, yeah, that was, that was a little unfair. Yeah, yeah I was I'm trying sorry. to think of a way to work Trey Cool into doo-wop, but um, <laughs> couldn't do that. Green Day drummer Trey Cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so the third theater segment, uh, Crow's sarcasm sequencer is on the fritz, so uh, Joel throws it to the Mads who are calling anyway. Yep. And uh, <laughs> there's this little sketch where Frank is trying to sell Tupperware to the mole people. Yeah. 
uh, Jerry yeah. Sylvia, and you know, uh, Doctor Forrester comes in to to sit in and, and, and observe, and Frank just like loses his cool and starts yep. spilling garbage all over Doctor Forrester, and yeah, it was it was a departure from the normal um, you know theater segment where. Mike Nelson plays an alien life form who is based on a character from the main feature and shows up on the view screen. So I mean, right. it was nice. It was a nice little piece. But uh, Fred- I would have I would have appreciated Mike Nelson dressing up as the guy in the fishing hat who kept falling over. Oh, from Kyle ooh, the caper. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that skit. Here's your stick, Mister Luthor. Yep. <laughs> Which was uh, an awesome Superman reference. Yep. <laughs> it sure was. Um. Frank refers to Jerry and Sylvia as the mole people. And yep. I, I'm going to call this out to the listeners. I, I think that was the first official reference to them as mole people. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But I think I that's... Th- think I think that, that, that you're right. It. I don't think they ever identified what they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they sort of look like moles, but... But, we, I, but they don't? Yeah, not really. They look like that guy from Star Wars whose name I can't remember right now. Bosk, maybe? Uh. Yes. Uh, yeah, the guy who who only breathes uh, um, methane or something. Yeah, something like. that. Bosk is one of the. He's the he's the bounty hunter. that looks like a bug, but he's got the air mask on. Is that? Oh. Yeah, they kind of look. He kind of looks like the mold people. The final segment. Yes. Of the, uh, Joel, he's he's trying to explain the plot, which is basically unfollowable, mm-hmm. uh, to the bots. He's got this like really nice like, chart. Which is pretty handy. I think yeah. charts. I think charts are handy. I've been making a couple, but they don't really chart anything okay. other than how like I mop. Okay, Basically, that's uh, yeah. that's more of uh, maybe a instruction manual. Yeah, it's. Um, I try to make it seem, at least to me, a little more complicated. Like I make like ma- mapping algorithms, like a, like a flowchart. Yeah. Like, uh, I, is, is the floor could... dirty? Yes, mop it. No, don't mop it. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah, and then is the floor is still dirty. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, a flow chart, I guess, counts as a chart. Yeah. Pie chart, flow chart. Mm. Bar, bar line graph. Nope, that's a graph. Sorry, oh, my bad. Yep. Totally uh, different. Yep. We could try charting the stars up here. Maybe that will pass the time. That's a different kind of chart. It's like a map, but it's a chart. Yeah. That's like a nautical and a space theme. I don't know why they share the same. Yeah, why don't they just call it a a map? Yeah, like a map of the stars. Yeah. Oh, it's a star chart. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't like that. I know because there's you know there's a whole different axis. There's the Z axis. They don't have that on the C. Well, you do if you're a submarine. Oh, that's true. Wow. Whoa, you just blew the lid right off this whole thing. Now it makes sense. Joel and uh, the bots end up arguing uh, yes. about the plot, and so Joel just like furiously smashes the chart over the bots' heads. Yeah, Joel is one of those guys who, when he gets angry, it's kind of scary. Yeah, it really is. You don't expect it. He's so mild-mannered. Yeah, and you want to keep, like, if I knew Joel in real life, which would be awesome, Yes. and he was getting that angry at me genuinely, I would be smiling at him still, and that would probably make him Yeah, it would just provoke him. It would make it worse. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah, because he's so nice and adorable, and he'd just be like, I'm so angry, and you'd be like, okay. Joe, you're so funny. (laughs) With your anger, your low-key anger. Yeah. I don't buy it for a second. Yeah. Well, they get a letter from a couple, and this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. They met and fell in love watching MST3K. That's that's nice. That's... warmed the cockles of my heart and I'll tell you what my cockles have been pretty cool since we came up here yeah I don't blame you we're in the cold depths of space mm-hmm. yeah so it was nice to have my cockles warmed over yeah I did not like the header that they chose for their wedding invitation I you know I didn't either I, I didn't yeah. like their wedding invitation one bit no imagination yeah. but hey this was 1990. Yeah, really... I don't. I still don't think putting cherubs on like a, you know, fluffy clouds and having that be your wedding invitation with a bad font. Ooh. Would uh... you don't like the cherubs on fluffy clouds? Not really. Ooh, don't, don't bother checking out the locker room because I thought you were into that. I've been working on it for a while. It's a lot oh. of cherubs. Okay, I'll uh, uh, stay out of there then. Yeah, or I'll just paint over it. Okay. Something that you like. Yeah. Maybe. I just... Seagulls? 
I like seagulls. Okay. Well, I think we could, yeah, just some seagulls. Okay. That's really easy because cherubs have wings. Mm -hmm. I'll just paint over the baby part and put bird faces. Okay. (laughs) That sounds terrifying. I love it. (laughs) So it'll be perfect. (laughs) Sounds like the worst. Well, do you think? Do you think that Joel actually went to this wedding? That he I hope to? so because they sent him an invitation. Oh gosh, that would be the best. I know. Wouldn't it, imagine if they, if like Joel just showed up at your wedding because ah, yeah, because so cool. he was officiating it, <laughs> right? Because he's a the, the, the reverend of the Universal Life Church. Yeah, which he probably is. Mm-hmm. The uh, the wedding invitation that they sent Joel actually held up, but he held his fingers over, you know pertinent personal information and he said it was to keep the misties away now yeah. another first um is this the first time and correct me if i'm wrong that it was referred to fans of the show were referred to as misties i'm fairly certain that it is i am too yeah. i am too and people can write in and tell us if we're wrong and i'm sure they will but i don't think we're wrong no i do not no i don't either i I believe that we are probably right. I think we're right, yeah. And I think yeah. it was cool that, like, Joel, you know, that he's basically, it was a meta moment, acknowledging that there's this huge fandom of the show, enough yeah. to give people their own, like, quirky little name. Misty. Or else there wasn't a huge fandom yet, but the people that were fans were, you know, the weirdos that send him pictures of their dogs and Christmas cards, and he just didn't yeah. want those people showing oh, up I, at I other people's wedding. Oh, I dressed my dog up like Servo, and it's just this poor little dog inside of a gumball machine. Yeah, <laughs> just stuffed in a gumball machine. <laughs> it's a rat in a gumball machine. Yep. <laughs> it's my dog. That was the I name of the this. first song on my album. Rat in a gumball machine? Rat in a gumball machine, yeah. I love it. It's very angsty. I love it. Speaking I like of angst, one. wait, of the opposite of angst, let's talk about Catalina Caper. Okay, okay. I will. I'm I'm good for okay. that, yes. Let's, let's do, do this. Yeah. came out in 1967. It's a Warner Brothers joint. Released in glorious color. Yes. Uh, do you want to uh, tell us the working titles? Um, I would love to. The working titles of Catalina Gaper are uh, Scuba Party and uh, Never Steal Anything Wet. Which I which... think are way better. Yeah. Probably I would... wouldn't have played in Peoria, but yeah, like if I saw a movie called Scuba Party, hello. Yeah. Oh, I would, I would watch Scuba Party in a second. I would too. What what does that tell you about this movie? Well, there's people un, uh, with self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Yes, and it's a party, and they're having a party. Done. Like a, I'm and I just like imagine like there's a giant clam like clapping along. And he's got a big pearl in his tongue. Yeah, was that a thing that people did back then? Scuba parties, or yeah, giant clams uh, with either. pearls on their t- both. You yeah. couldn't have a scuba party if you didn't have a giant clam. Okay, I I just uh, I am confused as to. The type of people that would have a scuba party. Well, the just the coolest, heppest cats would have a scuba party. Okay, I just don't know. I you know maybe it's because I've never lived on a coast in my life, but mm-hmm. or at least one where you can scuba dive. Or yeah, well, it just doesn't. See, it seems really extravagant. Oh, that was that was. It's like a like a puff daddy white party. Everybody has to dress in white, you know. Okay. And then in a, like a scuba party, everyone has to just like dress in underwater gear. If you live on Catalina Island, does everyone just have their own scuba tank? I think so. I think everyone has fun? a submarine, and everyone okay. has a like a, a scuba mask and gear. Uh, and everyone has a yacht. Every everyone has a yacht, of course. How do you think you get to a scuba party? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I guess you could swim there, but you'd look like a jerk. You could take a rowboat. Oh, that's true. But then you just you show up all tired to the scuba party, <laughs> right? And nobody's yeah. gonna enjoy that, that. That's poor form. That is poor, poor, yeah. poor. Form. Yeah, because then you have to be rescued because you get too tired to swim back up. Mm-hmm. You know how you, you can tell with a scuba party is there's just flags everywhere. Yeah, floating, bobbing up and down mm-hmm. in the water. There's just a big flag that says SP for scuba party, mm-hmm. and an arrow that points down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's confusing if the wind's blowing really hard. Okay. I want to. I want to read the tagline in my okay. jazziest 1967 voice. I love this. Right, go ahead. Go. <clears throat> All right. Uh, the nation's swingingest playground becomes the background for the most audacious crime of the century, where the ocean's floor is a hideaway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, this movie stars Tommy Kirk, who was in a Hardy Boys serial that ran on the original Mickey Mouse Club. 
Really? Uh, yeah, that was long before that harlot Britney Spears was on the Mickey yeah. Mouse Club. So did they just work their way through like all the Mickey Mouse cast members and then got to the list of people who were associated with the Mickey Mouse Club? And they're like, oh, you're a teen star. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, sure. Kids have seen you before. We'll, we'll put yeah. you right in. We don't need that Frankie Avalon or that Annette Funicello. <laughs> no, we'll save them for another hundred movies. Yeah, we've got Tommy Kirk here. Mm-hmm. Remember him from the hey, Hardy Boys cereal? Remember him? He was the Hardy Boy. He was Benny. That's one of the Hardy Boys, right? Uh, no, that's one of the Bobsy Twins. Oh, see, I don't know anything yeah. about the Hardy Boys because I was born 40 years too late. Yeah, I still read them and enjoyed them thoroughly. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, I was more yeah. of an Encyclopedia Brown kind of guy. Yeah, those were those were short though. Hardy and there were a lot of Hardy Boys books. Oh wow. my goodness! Wow. Like See, a lot of like Hardy Boys out. books. If only there was a way up here in space that we could read Hardy Boys rather than just be completely and utterly disgusted from our boredom. Yeah, maybe there's a uh, some Hardy Boys books. Maybe we could write our own. Oh wow, that'd be fun. I, I got to remember the names of the Hardy Boys first. Uh, it was uh, Benny and uh, nope. Josiah. Josiah uh, Hardy. Elijah. Elijah. Elijah and Josiah yeah. Hardy. Yeah. Uh, the case of the corporate barn raising. The case of the oil that burned in the lamp for longer than it should have. <laughs> nope. I'm thinking about the you Bible. You know, they still celebrate that. Yeah? Eight days. Huh? Every year. Yeah. <laughs> Those crazy Hardy Boys. Yep. You know, there's a lot of... We mentioned that this movie uh, was potentially called Scuba Party. Yes. So there was, of course, a lot of scuba diving. Yes. And Servo made... And an underwater knife fight. And an underwater... Or, excuse me, Crow, rather, made like a lot of attempts at the... Uh, by this time, <laughs> my lungs were aching for air a bit. It yeah, cut, it was cut off every time. Yeah, well, because they had done that uh, three episodes earlier in the... Uh, yeah, I know, the but, they, but they go on to do it 300 zero. more episodes, so... Yeah, that's... I mean, but you could say that at any, any sort of uh, gathering of, of like-minded people, and they'll know what you're talking about. That's true. Although maybe it was just because it was too easy of a riff. Oh, maybe, yeah. but it's a classic. It's a, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, and you know what? It was funnier for him to start it because you know what he was doing. Yeah, that's but true. But then they're like, oh, how about you make a Gillingham's Island joke instead? Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, I loved okay. it. Hey, Seth, uh, yeah. you want to toss me your grandfather's stopwatch oh, so yep. we can do his 20-second recap? Oh, i got to wind it up. And... Okay. Okay, yep, here you go. All right. On uh, your mark. Okay. Get set. Okay, okay here we go. 20-second recap. Okay, so this goofy guy, he steals a scroll, and then there's, like, a bunch of teenagers, and they're on a boat, and they're doing the frug to the little Richard, and then there's this, like, weird love story going on, and it's filling it out. And then they go scuba diving in a knife fight underwater, and then they save the scroll, and they return it to the museum, and, man, what a hard plot to follow! 19 and a half seconds. Oh, wow! But you think he touched on everything? I think so. Most importantly, knife underwater knife fight. Underwater knife fight is a pivotal scene in Mm -hmm. the movie. Yeah, in, in, in cinema. Yeah, really. The underwater knife fight from The Godfather wouldn't have been possible had no. they not, not like, had Lena Caper not just blazed the underground underwater knife fighting trail. Mm-hmm. Man, Frito. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. What? What a scene. And I know we referenced it earlier, but uh, you know, in the second movie in the series, in Empire Strikes Back, where uh, Chewbacca and Boba Fett have that underwater knife fight. Yep. That's that's a pretty important scene in that movie too. Well, that's how it, Luke gets his hand cut off. I'm pretty sure. Right, and it wouldn't have made any sense for the Ewoks to have an underwater knife fight if you know they hadn't been an empire. Yeah, it would have just seemed out of place. Oh, it's underwater. And then by the time mm-hmm. it rolled around and uh, Jedi, you're like, oh, this is just a, a staple of fine cinema now. Yeah, have you ever been to Catalina Island? I have not been to Catalina Island. However, there was a time in my life. Where if I was going to eat a salad, I was having Catalina dressing on it. That's fantastic. That's a good dressing. It is a good dressing. Mm-hmm. If we had stores of Catalina dressing up here, I would flavor our gelatin with it, and it would. Well, maybe I'm not going to lie. I did leave some of the mayonnaise open. Uh, okay. On the uh, the solar deck, it has the taste of Catalina dressing. It's it's a suitable substitute. A little bit of blue cheese. Yeah, however, it really, really is 
really poisonous. So I yeah, I was gonna say that can make you sick. Yeah, really, really sick. So not a lot of fun, but boy, the flavor is there. I wonder if we just threw that out into space for you know twenty minutes. You know that would definitely kill the bacteria. I yeah. don't think it's the bacteria. It might have been a chemical uh, chemical change that happened there. So okay, yeah, that would be a that would be an issue that couldn't be fixed by the yeah. vacuum of space. Yeah, well, we'll keep working on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll think of something. Yeah, I have. I have been to Catalina Island though, and it's a uh, it's a really nice place. Were there a lot of kids like dancing the Popeye? There were not, but the the, the frug, the, uh, the 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 shuffle, mm-hmm. the watuzi, the twist, yep. the 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 Catalina kangaroo kicker, Opa Gangnam style. The, <laughs> that one too. Yeah, that was huge. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, there were not roving gangs of teens having scuba parties left Damn. and right, underwater knife fights, uh, wanton dancing to musical acts that just decided to set up on the beach and... Like Little Richard? Perform a song. No, he was on the boat right over, oh, which was also right. not that interesting. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is over 100 years old. Yes, yes, he is. He's an ancient mummy man. He was... <laughs> One of the few people to have, one of the few infants to have survived the Titanic. Uh huh. And it was just because he was so little. It was because he was so teeny. Yeah. He just bobbed right along on top of the water. Yep. Yeah, he didn't sink like uh, Jack did. <laughs> or the diamond. Yep. Yeah. No. It was a uh, Catalina Island's a great place, and uh, I did actually see a uh, um, a performance of a Midsummer Night's Dream on a beach, which is. Wow. Sort of comparison. It could be compared to uh, watching a 60s style rock group play one song. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. It's almost the same thing. Almost, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, if I could go back there, I mean to Earth and then to Catalina Island, I would. But we're stuck up here. Yeah, I would just be happy to just go anywhere on Earth like Detroit. Would be cool. To go yeah, to. I like, still would rather go be in space. Really? Yeah. 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 I was gonna say like Gary, Indiana. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. New Jersey. Ooh. <laughs> there's a lot of just bad stuff there. And a real quick shout out to all our listeners in Gary, Indiana, Detroit, New Jersey. How are you doing? Hey, hi. We love you. Uh, Although hey. I, I wouldn't mind going to Detroit just to go to Caesarland. Yep, and also uh, to see RoboCop shake his hand, thank yep. him for his service. Mm. I want to see an underwater knife fight between RoboCop and RoboCop clone. <laughs> By the I way, I'm writing a screenplay. I don't know if I told you about this in my free time. Underwater RoboCop fight? Yep. So this is some cloning. There's some time travel. It's fantastic. Oh, it's hey, so hard to so follow. We, for uh, the last three weeks, we mm-hmm. um, instead of doing the top five riffs of the movie... We did a segment called Our Favorite Riffs, Yay. Uh, where each of us said our favorite riff, and two out of the three weeks, the riffs have been the same. Yeah. So, I wonder what's going to happen this week. Ooh. I certainly hope that you have not picked the same riff as I, but I will um, defer, let you go first. Okay. So, okay, this is not only my favorite riff from the movie, but this is one of my favorite MST3K riffs. It has stuck with me through the years. Um the uh, the creepy girl is out there uh, swimming in the surf in the sand, the fun, and she basically <laughs> loses her top, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, he goes out, he, uh, he he helps her, and she runs behind the rock. Oh, don't look at me! And and she's hiding, and he's leaning up against the rock, and uh, Crow says uh, he's he's between a rock and a hard place, and that yeah, it's the best. One of my favorite riffs of all time. Not just of this episode, but of all time. Yeah. The first time I saw that, the first time I I, I saw this episode years ago as a lad, that just destroyed me. Oh, sure. I could not function because I got it. A rock in a hard place. Oh, he's talking about his... Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's one where they went a little blue and it worked. It worked. Yeah, it did work. Um, and I like those. There's a there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of uh, blue riffs. I mm-hmm. think there's probably maybe one per episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, I, would, uh, I would say that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite riff of the movie is actually different than that, so that's good. Yay! Yay, the segment worked. Um, so they're, uh, they're just walking around Catalina Island, and the, uh, 
the guy who brings the main character, this guy Charlie, uh, he's he's the guy who, who brought him to Catalina Island. Uh, he he brings him to this dance where all these people are on this beach. Some nondescript band is about to play a terrible song, and Charlie goes, "Oh, this is the place." And then Joel and the bots all say at the same time, "They go hell." <laughs> <laughs> And for some reason, it just really made me crack up. It, it resonated. So, yeah, it did. It, it was. Uh, it was. It, the timing was perfect. It was. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, so favorites of the movie. Yeah, uh, and it was different this time, which is exciting. Yep. Hey, so uh, how about you rate this movie and rate okay. this episode? The movie, I will give. As far as movies are concerned, I will give it like, oh, jeez, I don't know, uh, half. I'll give it half score. Okay. Because it wasn't the terrible, most terrible worst movie. Production-wise, it was pretty decent. Story-wise, it was dumb. Like, super dumb. But production can go a long way to making a movie uh, not terrible. to just mediocre, so I give that. Uh, the episode, I... Jeez, ah, I want to give this, like, a 9 out of 10. And yeah. The, and the riffing was, like... Uh, the riffing was on point. It was perfect. The riffing was just great, this entire episode. But it was kind of a different... It was more of a relaxed. It, it seemed like like an off the cuff type of riffing, but they were so fast. They, there's just no way that these were all off the cuff. But their form, the, the the riffing delivery, was flawlessly executed. Natural, just funny, one right after another. It was so funny, and and some of them were so subtle that it was almost hard to find a favorite riff. Yeah, drag up, you know, because everything was just so funny as a whole. Well, but, and they were they're they're becoming more comfortable i think with themselves like the self-referential stuff that they did yeah. this episode there was yeah like, there's a couple of comedy channel references yeah like, hey, like a fake blah, blah, comedy blah. channel promo yeah. yeah yeah and uh they made a joke about puppets at one point and uh <laughs> right. yes, top yes. and curl like hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 much more it's much less ham-fisted than i think the first season yeah uh, self self-references were um I would give this uh, this movie. I would I would also would have given it a half score if not for the uh, groundbreaking underwater knife fight. Oh, and so I'm going to give this uh, th- this movie two teaspoons. Wow, because you know it was it was a fun romp, teenage romp, and mm-hmm. uh, there was some bad music in it. And the music was the worst part of the movie. But yeah, it was. It was also the uh, you know in, in terms of running time, it was probably the uh, took up a, the probably the uh, least amount of it so mm-hmm. um and for the episode i'm also going to give it a uh, 9 out of 10 because okay. i really really like this episode it's yep. one of my favorites um possibly one of my favorites of the second season but i i don't know it's been a long time since i've seen all of them so i need to be able before i can qualify that i need to be able to watch the rest sure, of the second sure. season uh but yeah no like i i I second everything that you said. I mean, the the dynamic is there. The the sketches, uh, they're starting to find that real goofy voice with yeah. the in between segment stuff that they haven't had previously. And Definitely. Yeah, it just it's really, really coming together. And uh, and plus, this was the first movie that they've watched this whole season that wasn't just depressing. Yeah. Like, the other ones were just bummers. Like, sure. people dying, people being horrible. And this one is yeah. just like, oh, uh, it was goofy. There's wacky moments whoa, and wacky whoa, sound effects. Whoa, uh, Through the anchor onto another boat. Whoa. And, yeah, it was, it was a fun run. I told you it was going to be a long walk home. Yeah. Ow. Like, oh, yeah, goofy, crazy stuff. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, I liked I liked everything about this episode they riffed on the they riffed really well and it was the perfect riffable movie yep it's crazy goofy good 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 stuff well um i have another part to my apology seth okay um when i installed this uh blocking system mm-hmm. i also blocked all incoming communication from our emails oh on facebook and so I was not able to check any of that stuff this week. Oh, no. Yes. It's gone too far. Oh, I know we have letters, but I don't have them here to read. Well, we'll just so. have to undo and unclick and right-click and this, yeah, that, and Yeah, we'll, we'll get this sorted out. I feel terrible, but 
it's uh you know it's it is what it is things things have been crazy this week i developed a cloaking shield yeah. a cloaking in the in the bathtub that was really yeah. good yeah. it it's working too well it is working way too well i think yeah but uh yeah we did have uh i know um that we did have a lot of people on facebook and uh people just fans emailing us this week so we'll get to that stuff next week Sweet. but uh if you do want to uh write us on facebook it's facebook.com slash gizmonic institutes radio our twitter is at mst3k underscore podcast and our email address is at mail at gizmonic institutes radio.com do it do, do it. it send us some uh send us some letters and i promise we'll read them next week yeah we will yep oh well and, hopefully uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, but yeah. Uh, oh, also give us a review on iTunes because that yeah. makes our day. It does. It makes it makes happiness up here in space. We have nothing to do. Yeah, it's true. It's really. I mean, if this whole episode doesn't really give you a uh, snapshot of what our live is, we have spent the last what thirty forty minutes gluing googly eyes on a Rubik's cube. Every square has at least two googly eyes now. Yes. It's basically it's, unsolvable. Yeah. I, well, th- don't say that. Could be solvable. Yeah, I, yeah. There's way too many googly eyes on this thing. I know. I I swore that I never said that. You heard me. I swore. Yeah, I said, you, you said, can never put too many googly me. eyes on anything, but. And I quote, you can never put too many googly eyes on something. I know. I, oh, that's why it burns so hard. But I have to say, yeah. at this point, this Rubik's Cube is actually more of a sphere, and it's not a Rubik's, it's more of a googly eyes. So, it's not a Rubik's Cube, but it's a sphere of googly eyes. We might have overdone it. Also, I burned myself a lot on this glue gun. I don't think you're supposed to touch the tip of it, but I can't yeah, no. understand how you get the string... Off the, the, the glue stick. Like I was that. wondering why that you why you were putting the hot glue on your finger and then using your finger to apply it to the back well, of the glue. Well, I was just trying to be like finesse it, basically. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. And that. it hurt it smarts. Well, Seth, we have turned your Rubik's Cube into a googly eye sphere. Mm-hmm. But I've got two words for you. Okay. Solve it. Oh, I, okay. I'm I'm gonna try. Uh, that's that's what you're gonna do. I am going to go deactivate most of the things. Oh my god, place. it's still really hot in some places. Is it, is it hot and it hurts and stuff? It does in, some, in a couple of the spots, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, they reference that riff again in this in this movie. <laughs> they it's all hot and it hurts and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Um yeah, so uh write us on Facebook, send us some tweets, uh write us some letters. Um I promise that we will actually read them next week. We're not yeah. equipped currently to uh to do that. But um yeah, and write us a review on iTunes. I think we got two new reviews on iTunes uh, when I was able to check. So uh, next time I, when we do next audio log, I will thank the people who did. So because you guys are awesome. But uh, yeah, until then, we really need to take care of all this stuff. I'm. I should probably check with you before I make any changes to our ship. Mm. I mean, yeah, maybe because we're both our lives depend on everything and the ship running perfectly. But well, I'm not going to do anything that messes. I mean, how does a cloaking field hurt us at all? I don't know. Maybe like a rescue ship from an alien world wants to take us to the land of donuts. Okay, that sounds unlikely based on all of the other things that have happened to us. But I, I will entertain that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think it may not hurt for this philosophy. Uh, to kind of go around because would you have spent all that time painting the locker room with cherubs mm, had you just asked me? No. And I could have told you, no, Seth, I actually don't like cherubs. Yeah. They creep me out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just... Now please replace their faces with seagulls. Yeah. Because that would be way less creepy. Oh, no, it's not. You I don't wrong. know until it's done. It could be... I see, in my mind's eye, I see what this end result looks like. And well, I mean, it, you think about it. It could be like a centaur, but instead of a horse, it's a bird. And instead of like a muscular man body, it's just a, a like a chubby baby body with a seagull's face. I, I, a more apt comparison would be a minotaur. Oh, those are way 
different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's like the, a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would be the opposite. You were thinking of like a, like a a pan maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah. pan is that is that a guy? Uh, yeah, he's a, a fawn. Like, I think pan is a fawn. Yeah, maybe. he's a, he's a Greek god. Yeah. Or well, a Roman one. Yeah, I bet there was a uh, was was Anubis a baby with a bird's face, uh, or is that a cat? <laughs> Cats are the natural <laughs> enemies of birds. I wish so I wish I hadn't blocked yet. access to Wikipedia right now because then I could look up what Anubis is. Mm. Yeah, the Egyptian god of of seagull of babies. Seagull babies. Yeah, he's All right. got a chubby little body like a baby, but yeah, the, maybe the face something and the appetite more... of a seagull. <laughs> yeah. He'll eat garbage. It's a he baby loves, that eats garbage. It's a baby that eats garbage. Yeah. He's got the stomach of a goat. And so also it die. will eat french fries in the McDonald's parking lot. Yep. <laughs> that's garbage if they're on the parking lot. Yeah. Floor. Oh, yeah. yeah. On, the, on the ground. Yeah. That's, let's not mince words here. That's, once a McDonald's fry leaves either your hand or the fry packaging, I think it's it becomes garbage. Yep. Yep. No question. Well, maybe something more exciting will happen next week. Hopefully, gosh. But not too exciting. I don't want to almost die again. We need to find a balance. Yeah. You know what might happen that's exciting? Uh, I'll solve the googly eye sphere. Maybe. It's not going to happen. This thing is really hard now. Just uh, just wrap, start wrapping some rubber bands around it. Turn it into a rubber band ball. <gasps> Perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it for tonight. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. And uh, hey, next week we're going to watch uh, MST3K Season 2, Episode 5, uh, Rocket Attack USA. Yeah. So if you're watching along with us at home, you should do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go uh, mess with the ship's computer a little bit. And I'm going to go away. paint seagull faces on baby heads. That's, <laughs> this is going to be a... You know, today did turn out so bad. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs>